Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. And on today's a quick solo episode, I'm going to read some of the hate reviews that I get on the show uh, a couple of people brought up this idea, and I thought it might be interesting just to dive into some of the one-star reviews that have hit the podcast, and uh, let's talk about them. Let's see what people have to say, and uh, I'll treat this kind of like a and a uh, try to respond to some of these, some of these thoughts, um, and uh, yeah, let's see what we can do here. So uh, let's go first up, and I'm going to work my way back from earliest to latest. Uh, my first one-star review was actually from the first person I ever covered on the show. That's Bill Reeves. Uh, you probably recognize him from IFP Preacher Clips, and uh, he's he's featured quite often. He says a lot of pretty, uh, pretty crazy and, uh, I would say, offensive things from his pulpit. There is a new trend for us as independent Baptist preachers to utilize the technology of the of the, um, uh, the cordless mic that comes down, it's a flesh tone, and it comes down like this. I don't want to use one of those microphones. And one of the reasons I don't want to use it is not because I think my ear is going to fall off. I, I'm not afraid, listen, I'm not afraid people who are, uh, uh, that, that if I use that, that I'm going to go away from the truth. That's not my issue. But I do look and say, where did you get that? And so what I, what I have done personally is I, I have studied out as I, as I see where that comes from, and, and when it gets into the religious realm, I want to find out where I see it at. I look at that microphone. I look back at it. I see where it comes from. It comes from Hollywood. It comes from uh, uh, what's the Broadway. Uh, it comes from, you know, and if you look at those places, let's just look at what they represent. I mean, what does Hollywood represent? You know, most of you think movies. Okay, let's look at what movies represent. Let's look at the lifestyle that the actors and actresses, what, what is the message behind that? But I happen to believe 
that we ought to be different, that we ought to be peculiar, that we ought to have some lines that say, we're just not going to do this. And so, um, you know, I joke around sometimes and call that mic a, a, a name. I'm not going to share it tonight, but it's a name. I call it a sissy mic. Amen. Are you disrespect? Are you? Am I losing respect, brother? You want me to say it? I call it a it mic. Amen. Uh, a sissy mic. That's what I call it. You feel better now? Okay, good. And uh, I know that he would resign tomorrow if I didn't say it. He says you're compromising what you're doing, Pastor. Uh, but his review a year ago says slander one star. Uh, and he gives the definition, the utterance of false charges or misrepresentations which defame and damage another's reputation to a false and defamatory oral statement about a person. Uh, he's referring here, I believe, to my interview that I did uh, with Paul uh, on the show. Uh, Paul talked about his time staying in the troubled teen home uh, that Bill Reeves ran. And uh, really the big things that Bill Reeves has brought up separately on social media, uh, uh, which is ironic because Bill Reeves has said that 99% of the stuff that I cover on the show is accurate, that I'm right about 99% of the stuff I cover. I guess he's the 1% that slips through. This Preacher Boy podcast, he, th- he thinks, you know, here's the thing. He's right about 99% of everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. These independent fundamental Baptists have hidden and have misappropriated the situations mm-hmm. and have soft-pedaled and hidden right. d- things because, you know why? The preacher stopped preaching against sin. Bill Reeves basically uh, has said, you know, um, you know, Paul had mentioned that, uh Bill Reeves used to pastor a church called Prairie Dog Baptist Church, and Bill Reeves said, I've never pastored a church by that name. But again, it wasn't false information. Uh, Paul just slipped up and said Prairie Dog instead of Prairie Hills Baptist Church, which is the actual uh, church that Bill Reeves pastored. It was something like that. It was some variation, but Prairie, it was obvious what he was saying. Um, And so... Anyway, as for that, I mean, most of my episodes, I mean, obviously, you try to be as accurate as you can. I've issued corrections on certain episodes with timelines. Uh, You are dealing with victims of trauma, so sometimes, you know, a date can be off by a month or two, you know, and things like that. But I do my best to try to make sure that the show's as accurate as possible. And the minute I have solid evidence that something's not accurate or that, you know, there was some information that was off, usually guests will bring that to me. Um, Then I try to release something that kind of says otherwise. This one just says uh, transgender question mark. This is from March 16th, 2020. Uh, It says your recent report with a quote transgender has me scratching my head. I've been listening for a couple months. And even though I no longer consider myself a fundamentalist, I am a Christian as I think many of your listeners are. I know what you say. I know that you say it's not a religious program, but you've lost serious credibility with me likely others. I'm sorry that the guests had a bad experience at Hiles, and I pray that they hear the true gospel message and not easy believism of those like the followers of Hiles, disappointed and unsubscribing. Now, I want to really unpack this, and with all of these, I don't want to just be slam dunking people with my thoughts on this stuff, Um, but I I have to ask, what does this do to destroy my credibility? Okay, so it's clear that uh, there's a disagreement here with with the lifestyle of being transgender, and, um, you know, it's, it's very clear that's the case. But I have to ask, what does that have to do with the credibility of talking about abuse 
within churches? And why does someone being transgender have anything to do with their experiences within the independent fundamental Baptist movement? Uh, what you're doing is taking somebody and and taking one aspect that's completely unrelated to an experience of uh, abuse, of mental manipulation. Um, I've had multiple guests on who are trans, um, and I really don't understand how that damages credibility. It would seem it would damage someone's credibility to not be able to hear an outside perspective ever. Uh, if you're in a situation, whether you're in the IFB, whether you're a evangelical, whether you're an atheist, if you're in a position where you're unable to hear uh, something from someone who lives a different life than you or who has different religious beliefs, sexual orientation um, of a different gender, you, you fill in the blank. If you're so threatened by that, that you can't even subscribe to a podcast and hear that perspective, um, it seems like you would lose some serious credibility when it comes to um, having conversations about things because you're missing large portions of the conversation due to your own beliefs. And again, everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. We live in America. Everyone can freely believe what they want to. But if you can't even hear the other side, or if you can't even hear a new perspective, you're never going to be able to improve on your empathy. You're never going to be able to come to a clear uh, reason why you're at the position you're at. And Honestly, it's it's just silly to not be able to sit down and listen to a conversation with someone who doesn't align 100% perfect with you. Isn't that one of the big issues with places like Hiles Anderson or with the Independent Baptist movement in general is that lack of dialogue. And so, um, yeah, for this, I would just say I'm never going to stop having people on my show who, well, let me just say it this way. I'm never going to have a barrier on who can come on the show, uh, whether you're trans, gay, straight, Christian, atheist. I've never had a moment where I've said, oh, should I let them on? Should I allow them to come on? Even knowing full well that with some cases like this, people are so um, aggressive about this topic that they're going to unsubscribe from the show. To be honest, if you're going to unsubscribe over something like this, then I really don't uh, care that you listen anyway. I mean, it doesn't seem like the show is going to benefit you. There's a lot of internal work that needs to happen uh, and a lot of thinking that needs to happen about how to dialogue. And so, uh, yeah, so that's one from March. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. Uh, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, a one star. Church is not my master. My master is the Lord Jesus Christ. May as a believer, I'd agree with you. Uh, he'll never forsake me. The world can be against me, but the Lord is always with me. The God of this world is Satan and is doing all he can to bring Christianity down. But God, the Lord of God and King of Kings has defeated Satan and he will until the end. That's what Satan can do in our lives. When we open the door to Satan, make him a ruler of our life. What a sad situation. I'm not alone. Does not matter what people can do to me because I have the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I read my Bible. No one can make me believe their own philosophy, but what the Bible says, if I have a close relationship with the Lord, Satan does not have power in my life. Jesus won the victory over Satan and gave his life at the cross of Calvary. And with his death, he redeemed me from my sins. Evil do not have power over me because Christ lives in me. Wow. I mean, I would agree with a lot of that. I'm not sure what that has to do with the show. Um, I would agree that uh, you shouldn't just buy into someone's philosophy because they tell you something. Uh, I would agree that uh, the church is not your master. If this is a, uh, it seems like there's some kind of perception that this uh, podcast is an attack on the church. Uh, it's certainly not the case. Um, I'm pretty open that I am a Christian. Um, I do think that the church has a ton of work that needs to happen. And uh, yeah, there's a lot that needs to be fixed and repaired and reformed, restored, whatever you want to say there. And so yeah, pretty interesting. Um, the next one kind of ties in with this. It says, use scripture, not opinions. Uh, one star, uh, it says 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Look, I, I've said before, this show is not a... Um, 
straight up religious show. I'm not trying to evangelize people with the show. I'm not trying to convert people with the show. Um, I'm really specifically dialed in on talking about abuse. And that's just the niche that I find myself in. There are people who do have evangelistic shows, apologetics, uh, things like that. I think that's a hundred percent fine, but that's not the purpose of, uh, this particular show. But I will also say, um, as a Christian that does input, you know, into my conversations that does come into some of the discussions that we have. And so, you know, we even did two, two and a half hour or two hour interviews uh, with my friend at the true Presbyterian, where we actually go into scripture and, uh, dissect some of the issues with the history and theology of the independent fundamental Baptist movement. So if you want a scripture packed episode, uh, just look for the history and theology of the independent Baptists, uh, part one and part two. Uh, it's about as scriptural as you could possibly get and really addresses some of those things. So, uh, again, you may not be looking for a show like this, but if you are, um, you know, I'd recommend that next one, same thing, study your Bible. These are kind of unoriginal. So I'm going to go try to find one more. Uh, this one is from Tim Allen. I'll say it ain't so Tim. It says ridiculous. People who created this podcast are buffoons with no concept of truth. Okay. Well, maybe I am a buffoon, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I try to make sure everything is, uh, make sure everything has, you know, some decent basing, uh, try to make sure that, um, you know, I, I can chat with the, the victims as much as possible. But again, um, if it's not true, I mean, let's come back and give an answer for why this stuff is inaccurate. And the reality is a lot of times it's just crickets on this side. Uh, Tim Aubin Jr. says garbage. Uh, again, uh, a very well thought out rebuttal of the podcast. Um, and then last but not least, we'll end on this one. And this one I want to take pretty seriously and um, because I do resonate with it. And so I know I've kind of, some of these are a little bit funny and they use weird aliases like Tim Allen 93 or whatever that was. Um, but this one actually hit me and I actually really appreciate the time this person took a leave review. And I really want to uh, kind of dig into this and again going back to that that position of empathy and understanding where this comment's coming from this, this last one is pretty recent it's from january 14th 2021 it was left by jalm28 so if that's you um thank you so much for taking the time to uh leave a review it says um is all ifb churches really bad one star um, over 30 years ago, when I was 17 years old, I was invited to a youth activity at church by two teen girls. I did not know a Baptist church from a Catholic church. Went to the activity, had a great time, heard the gospel of Christ. That night, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. That night changed my life. I'm really happy to hear that. That's that's amazing. Um, let's go into the rest of the review. It says, I'm now a pastor in an IFB church. Is there problems in IFB churches? Sure. Churches are run by humans and humans fail. My only uh, goal is to glorify God by sharing the gospel and making disciples. I thank God for IFB churches and their influence on my life. Uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to write a review. And look, this is exactly the kind of stuff we talk about on the show is that everyone's experience can be different. And what I want to make really clear just right off the bat is that I'm not negating that you had a good experience within the independent Baptist movement. And look, anyone who's listening who resonates with this review, I'm not saying that you didn't have a good experience. I have many good experiences within the movement. Uh, I spent, you know, I mean, really, I could say I spent about 20 years within that world. And all of my best and worst memories from those 20 years originated from the independent Baptist movement. And so there's plenty of good memories, plenty of good things to reminisce about, plenty of good life-changing moments uh, in my life. But 
a positive experience does not negate negative things and negative attributes. And so when we look at something, we have to look beyond just our perspective. We have to look at the perspective of others. We have to look at how women are treated. We have to look at how uh, people of different races are treated. And again, maybe the ministry you were involved with didn't have any of these problems, um, you know, and, and that's fine. I think there's a, there's a, we can be appreciative of that. Um, but what I also want to say is that your positive experience does not negate the negative experiences of those who have been hurt. And so, you know, yes, are all IFB churches really bad? I'm the first one to say on the show, there's plenty of good IFB churches, or at least a handful that I'm aware of that are, are really solid churches. I've, I've named some of them on the show. But what I would say is that there's enough of an issue and it's happening with the biggest leaders in the movement that we have to step back and say, when we're examining the independent fundamental Baptist movement, you have guys like Hiles, Treber, um, you, you know, you've got this list of people who you can say have done some horrific things. Bob Jones, uh, you know, like not not changing their policy against interracial dating until the 2000s. Um, even Paul Chapel, who's been relatively untouched by a lot of scandal, uh, at least publicly so, um, you know, he was sending out memos in the early 2000s, uh, warning against inter- interracial relationships. And so you have to look at the actual core of the movement itself. And then also just even speaking biblically, you have to look at the fruit of the movement. And there's just been so much abuse. I've talked to hundreds of people now who've experienced abuse in that world. Now, again, I'm not getting into the argument. Are they, is there more abuse in the Catholic church? Is there more abuse in the Mormon church? Is there more abuse in the public school system? The reality is the problems there. And uh, since I have experience within that movement, it's a big part of my life. I still have a lot of friends who are in the movement. Um, I have to make sure that, uh, you know, I just address this the best that I can. And, uh, and you know, if I had grown up in a Catholic church, I'd probably be doing a podcast like this about the Catholic church if I had had these experiences. And so I just want to say, I understand. I understand there's people who, you know, have experienced incredible life-changing things. I met my wife in the Independent Baptist movement. I got married um, to a woman that I met in the independent Baptist movement. Uh, my parents work in that. I grew up riding my bike around independent Baptist churches, going to conferences. I understand that, but we have to look at the issue and we have to address it. Honestly, are all IP churches really bad? No, but are all IP churches really good? No. And we have to talk about the ones that are bad. Uh, you know, the, the Bible says expose unfruitful works of darkness, you know, don't partake in unfruitful works of darkness, but but rather expose them. And uh, I think that's an important mission. And I would hope that, you know, if you're watching this, if you left this review, I'd hope you understand that my goal is not to destroy uh, every single independent Baptist church brick by brick. My goal is to tear down a lot of churches that um, are violating the basic rights of human beings. And so uh, again, uh, I just hope that's understood, and uh, really, I do. I know I kind of uh, poked some fun early on in the in this video, but I really want people to know, like, my heart is not to destroy the independent Baptist movement uh, in its entirety. Um, I think the movement is deeply flawed. I don't want to hurt every single pastor in that world, but I think a lot of the pastors are deeply flawed. I think they're getting trained uh, in very flawed ways at some of these very flawed Bible colleges, and so um, I just want to have very honest conversations. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't attend in the independent Baptist this movement just theologically i'm very different um but i think we can all agree it's kind of a bipartisan effort that abuse is wrong and needs to be dealt with and so uh, anyway that's the purpose of the show um if you haven't left a review yet and you're watching you're saying 
man, I'd love to leave a glowing five-star review of the show. I'd love to hear it. If you say, man, the show needs some improvement, feel free to leave a three-star review. If you uh, absolutely hate the show and you haven't taken your chance yet to let me know, uh, be sure to leave a one-star review on the show. I just want to hear some good feedback uh, on the show. Um, honestly, though, uh, I'd love if you left your your actual name. I'd love to follow up with you. Or uh, if you want to shoot me a message, I'd love to talk through some of your points or concerns or questions and uh, just connect with me through the Preacher Boys Twitter handle, through Instagram. Love to connect with you. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.